Hello, and welcome to the Slow Style Home Podcast. If you don't want a cookie-cutter, generic home, and instead you want a beautiful, meaningful home that's layered with personality, then you are going to be so inspired by the conversations we have on this show. We talk about why the environments we create matter and how to set up our rooms to evoke specific feelings and experiences that are right for you wherever you are in your life right now. I'm Zandra, your host and creator of the Slow Style Home Framework that teaches you how to make really thoughtful and informed decisions about your home rather than chasing current trends that may not last or staying stuck with rooms you hate, feeling overwhelmed with too many choices. Right now, when you join our monthly membership, the Slow Style Society, you'll get a personalized deep dive into your vision of what a dream home looks and feels like. And together, we'll come up with a plan on how to achieve that. If that sounds pretty awesome to you, go to slowstylehome.com and click on Join the Society for all of the details. I'll tell you a little bit more about it later on. Right now, let's just jump into today's episode. Hey there, and welcome to the Style Matters Podcast, brought to you by Little Yellow Couch. I'm Zandra, your host, and I want you to know that if you're looking to create a home with both style and substance, you are in the right place. And I invite you to get very clear about how you want to develop your own signature style in your home using my free worksheet on creating a style manifesto for yourself so that you can begin to connect the dots on how you want to live and how your home can help you with those goals. Just go to littleyellowcouch.com and click on the yellow button at the top. Okay, let's jump in with my guests. Joining me today are Jamie Watkins and Tom Kennedy of Divine Savages. Together, they produce lines of wallpaper and fabric that are both a bit outrageous in terms of color and pattern and even subject matter, but with such attention paid to the smallest detail that when you look close, there's a delicate beauty to their designs as well. We'll talk about the patterns themselves and their recent collaboration with the Natural History Museum in London, and it's the first time ever that this museum has sold wallpaper based on their rarefied collection. It's really exciting. We'll also get a peek inside Tom and Jamie's home, which they use as a bit of a laboratory for ideas. And because I've now spent this time talking with them, I am dying to meet these guys in person because you can just tell that they'd be fabulous hosts and that we would have a lot of fun together. I think you are going to want to meet them too. So let's get started. So Jamie and Tom, welcome to Style Matters. I almost said welcome back because we've actually recorded this before and and we had technical problems. So I am so glad that we are trying this again. I would like you guys to tell us a little bit about how Divine Savages came about. How did you come up with the idea to work together and uh, create this, this powerhouse of creative energy around design and and was this before or after you got married all right so yeah it was definitely after so we got married in 2014 
Correct. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking at Tom there for um, reassurance. <laughs> um, yeah, and then it wasn't really until, I mean, a few years before that, we'd bought our house. We were in rented accommodation before, as many people are, and it wasn't until we managed to buy a place that we kind of uh, were able to kind of find our own style, and we obviously loved the kind of bolder pattern and print, Tom's background is in like fashion and illustration so yeah we kind of had a few when we started decorating our place and putting our stamp on it uh tom created a few pieces here and there kind of the old cushion or some art prints Um, yeah yeah and friends were kind of like oh where did you get that or like where did you get this from and we kind of well we made it ourselves so the kind of seed of like an idea was planted then but it yeah. wasn't till a kind of few years later. Tom... Yeah, I I used to work in fashion and uh, I used to work in a trend agency. And I loved what I did. I loved working on computers. I loved designing. But I got um, ill with a virus in my inner ear, which caused me vertigo. And I had to give up work. Ah. So I was a bit depressed at home, thinking, what can I do? Because I can't work, use the computer. So I decided... I was going to become a dog walker, but then <laughs> and then since I had time to uh, relax and kind of concentrate on my health and not so much trying to earn a little, well, working nine to six, I was able to kind of control my migraines. So then I could start easing back on the computer and then where I hadn't been designing for so long I just had all these ideas in my head that when I did start working they kind of like exploded onto the computer and then Ah. Divine Savages was born. So I I don't think I understood that Vertigo was as serious as it is or at least it is for you and how migraines and Vertigo can really take over your life. Yeah it is pretty insane. I'm still on the meds but um, it kind of hit in 2012 and then uh-huh. it just kind of, it's, it came for a couple of weeks and then went away for about six months and then it just came back with a vengeance. And it wow. was pretty horrific. I've got a friend who's recently just going through it and I'm trying, I just keep saying, it gets better, it gets better, you just have to give yourself time. It was just, yeah. but it, you think something so small as a, your labyrinth in your inner ear could cause <laughs> you so much pain. Yeah. Right, right, and really stop you from working. So you eased back into it, and then, okay, so then you came up with the idea. How did you both gravitate toward wallpaper in particular? I don't know what came first, wallpaper or fabric, but, I mean, th- those are your two main things that you produce. So how, why that as opposed to, I don't know, furniture or a paint color line or something? I Because I've got the kind of history with the fashion and doing all over prints, it kind of lends itself really well to wallpaper patterns, repeat patterns. So when we got our new hat, well, when we moved into our place, it was kind of the first chance we had to put our stamp and make make something unique. So I couldn't find anything out there that I wanted. So I just decided to start making designs and that kind of snowballed from there. And then it's kind of what we've become known for now is our kind of wallpaper and fabric print. So, yeah. How did the name Divine Savages come about? I I kind of had savages in my head. I knew I wanted something with a twist. So 
I think it was when I was designing, because I designed quite a few of the wallpapers before we actually came up with the brand name. I had Savages in my head and I was thought that would be a really cool kind of twist. And I was just thinking of a word that could kind of go with it. And we're watching a John Walters um, documentary about Divine. Ah. And, and it suddenly just popped in my head. I was like, oh my God, Divine Savages. The, the name really has kind of shaped kind of where our designs have gone since we launched. And as Tom alluded to, that kind of twist in some of our designs being quite kind of playful and cheeky with some of the kind of um, motifs that we have in our collections. Yes, I, your collections, what I love about them is there's there's almost always some kind of polar opposites going on, right? You and, and certainly your name is that Divine Savages. I mean, but what I love about that is the extremes of the mix. And it really sets off one against the other. So I'm being kind of abstract right now. So I think we should take a moment to just describe a few of them. The ones where you're really going, wait, what is that? What am I looking at? <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, one of the first designs Tom created was um, to call Deco Martini. We love Art Deco and that's kind of that whole kind of period and style is a real kind of inspiration for us uh so yeah that one is kind of it plays on the original kind of classic deco motif the fan motif but we've kind of added our favorite cocktail which happens to be a martini so when you look a little bit closer you can kind of see that it's actually a cocktail glass with kind of like a lemon kind of wedge and a cocktail stick with the olive on we've got um we just did one for the natural history museum which is called forbidden bloom and it looks from afar to be like a really kind of classic floral but when you right. look close up the actual flower the vines uh snake skin so and yes. some of the snakes have got flower heads and it's quite yeah. fun that that almost is is the, the most um, representative, probably in my mind, of divine savages, right? Because you you th- you associate over the years we've associated florals with this sort of pure, lovely, feminine, you know, kind of um, very innocuous, you know, kind of feeling. And then you've got the snakes in there as the vines, and it's and it's what I love about that. And and we're going to talk about the natural history collaboration. Is that that's how nature really is? I mean, nature isn't just beautiful it's also kind of wicked um so tell us about how this collaboration with the natural history museum came about because the whole collection is based on the natural world yeah so it was probably about this time last year actually that i reached out to the team there um and kind of suggested that we talk um obviously a lot of our designs to date have featured the natural world in some some shape or form um so we felt that it was kind of a perfect fit and i think it just came at really kind of fortuitous time they were looking to expand into interiors a bit more so we were i think timing was kind of on our side but yeah we kind of had an initial meeting tom took over some ideas that he had um, and yeah, it kind of grew from there, really. And then most of the early kind of half of last year was kind of digging through their archives. Tom ah, had, yeah. got, had the pleasure of visiting them. Yeah, it's amazing. Kind of, kind of dream come true as a five-year-old. 
<laughs> right. All those dinosaurs and things. And now you get to actually go behind the, the closed doors and see what's hidden behind. Definitely. It's a bit like Indiana Jones, I felt like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy that they were willing to do with you guys is let you take them away from the sort of image of, and this is not just them. I mean, it's any, any museum, especially natural history museums, though. They have sort of this aura of being a little bit, I don't know, fuddy-duddy, old-fashioned, um, stuffy, covered with dust, you know, something that old people like to go see. <laughs> and then you guys have infused this sort of a modern, youthful, energetic um, design element to it, and yet it, it perfectly aligns with the reality of their collection. It, it's not it's not bastardizing it. It's It's really celebrating the intricacies of the patterns we find in the natural world. It's, it's a fabulous collaboration. Oh, thank thank you. you. Yeah, no, we were, we're super proud of it. Um, and yeah, the team there that we worked with were great. They kind of everything, yeah, that you just kind of alluded to, they were totally on board with and they loved kind of what we were doing and thinking a little bit outside the box. So another um, design in the collection is called Hierarchy and we kind of actually were inspired by the actual building itself as well as the kind of collections in the archive so that one is kind of built up of um, the kind of original architect plans. Um, Describe that for us since, since we're not able to see it while, while we're listening. Is Some of the original illustrations and kind of sketches for when the building was actually built so in the kind of Victorian period um it was all the kind of original sketches for the sculptures and the stonework on the outside of the building a lot of the gargoyles um so tom kind of reworked that into a kind of architectural wallpaper print with kind of lions dodos other kind of um beasts and pterodactyls (laughs) um yeah and the columns of the building so it's quite kind of unique and they really loved that that we kind of thought outside of the kind of traditional um, kind of archive and went there for inspiration as well. We'll be back after a quick break. I assume you're here because you want a -a one-of-a-kind, personality-filled home, right? Well, in order to have that, you need to define and develop your signature style, When you do that, you're going to understand how to mix what you already have with new things you find, focusing on who you are and what you love, putting it all together in a cohesive way. So what's stopping you? Well, let me know if this sounds about right. Not enough time, not enough money, and a lack of creativity or design knowledge, which makes you feel overwhelmed and insecure about pulling the trigger and changing things up. This is why I created the Slow Style Society, to help you take action on making your dream home a reality. It's part social club for people who like to just geek out on design, and part hands-on learning experience where you get better and better at making decor decisions for each room in your home. And for the next few weeks, I'm offering all new members an additional one-on-one style session with yours truly. So I'll take you through the lessons so you know exactly what to focus on inside the Slow Style Framework, in what order, and you'll have a personalized support system from me to get you there. 
go to slowstylehome.com and click on Join the Society so we can get started right away. Let's not wait for that imaginary perfect time to create your beautiful, meaningful home. Again, go to slowstylehome.com and click on Join the Society. Okay, back to the episode. Absolutely. And right now I'm leaning towards extinctopia as my favorite, probably because I'm reimagining my powder room in my on my first floor in, in the slate color on my bathroom walls with really a couple of really colorful, maybe um, uh, art deco posters from, you know, advertising posters from that age would be so cool. And I think that that's, that's what I love about what you do is it shows this contrast between eras and styles and also um, places that you find inspiration. So you go to the natural world, but then sort of on the other end of the scale, you, you go this whole art deco thing. So what? tell us a little bit about, for example, Crane Fonda. Now, I, I, would you consider that art deco-ish? Or, or, or Zaza? Maybe Zaza is a better example. Yeah, Zaza, I definitely think art deco kind of, it does remind me of the kind of shows back in the day, the ostrich, feather fans and the dancers. I was really inspired by Art Deco. I kind of took it a bit more flamboyant than maybe. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. I, it's, it was pretty flamboyant back then too. True, true. Maybe a bit more kitsch. <laughs> yes, yes. A bit more kitsch and definitely cheeky. So before before we go on with that one, just describe for us what, what the Zaza looks like. So it's basically an ostrich with a feather hat um, kind of doing the can-can. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's pretty fabulous, I'd say. It's one of my favourites. Yeah, with like a bold kind of um, black and white kind of stripe geometric kind of pattern behind her. Yeah. So yeah. No, a... I guess it's that repeating pattern quality of it that makes it feel Art Deco-ish to me. Yes, definitely, yeah. definitely. So Crane Fonda, again, another very cheeky kind of thing. Instead of Jane Fonda, you've got Crane Fonda. So the wallpaper is kind of like Miami kind of it's got a, Palm Spring it's vibe. It's got a bit of a Golden Girls vibe to it, I'd say. Oh, <laughs> yes, Golden Girls, exactly. But but sophisticated Golden Girls. Definitely, definitely, <laughs> definitely. It's got that kind of retro, but also um, deep, delicate details and fan and the... The kind of twisters that they've got, the cranes have got elongated legs, which kind of match the palms that are kind of growing beside them. So it's a very kind of vertical pattern. Was it House of Hipsters, the closet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so tell us what she put in her in her house. Yeah, so, yeah, we spoke with... Um, I think Kyla from House of Hipsters and she is really fun because like the out when you kind of open the closet you have that kind of punch and pop of colour and pattern um, and yeah she did a kind of really cool just something a little unexpected and also it's quite nice that if she ever has guests over she'll they'll come in and she'll be like do you want me to hang up your coat and then they'll open the, the closet and it'll be fabulous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Exactly. And it's, it's, it's right. It's her hall closet. It's her front closet where you hang up coats. It's not up in the private area. So it is it is a wonderful surprise for people walking in. And, and when you walk into her front door and the first thing you do is open that closet, you immediately know that you're visiting someone who is very playful, 
and cheeky and a bit bold, which I love. Exactly. And I think it's kind of quite a nice way if people are a little kind of scared or nervous of embracing kind of a whole room with print, then that's a really good kind of um, like a smaller kind of project that you can easily do to kind of start playing around with color and print in your own home. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about embracing maximalism. You guys are definitely maximalists. Why do you love it? <laughs> Why do you love it? And, and how do you define it? Because I think maximalism can look different for different people. Sure. Well, I think I grew up, um, my mum loved interiors as well. So I think that's definitely where I get it from. Um, and we would move kind of every couple of years. Um, once my mum kind of decorated a new house, she would kind of get bored and then want to get onto the next project. So we would only move like down the road, but it would give her <laughs> the excuse to kind of start all over again. And she um, loved bold wallpaper. So I think I've definitely kind of inherited that. I remember kind of a bold dining room paper with florals and birds. So you can kind of see where it comes from. Yeah, it was good. Um, and I think for us, kind of maximalism is just, obviously it's embracing that pattern and print. It's mixing kind of different styles. It's about not always playing by the rules. Um, obviously interiors, there's some camps where you can't do this or you shouldn't mix these together. But I think maximalism just kind of ignores all of that. And it's all about kind of creating a space with a, your personality. Um, and I think we always kind of try and encourage people, obviously our designs are, are quite bold, but encourage people to be braver with their interior design choices, right. experiment a bit more with color and print. Um, you can always start small and, and kind of scale it up from there. And I kind of think there's no kind of nothing worse than when you kind of go to someone's house and you can't, can't really, or you have no clue of kind of what kind of person lives here, so. So tell us a little bit, if you don't mind, uh, getting a little personal, tell us about your house, because I think you guys also collect, I don't know if you have collections per se, but you have uh, collected a bunch of really interesting objects for your home. Can you share some of those with us? Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, yeah, we love kind of, we love vintage, um, kind of picking up vintage stuff. So if, whenever we go to like a new place or town, um, we're always kind of scoping out the kind of secondhand store or the flea market. Um, and that's kind of where we love to kind of rummage around and see what we can find. I, well, I love taxidermy as well. My auntie passed away a few years back and um, she was very inspirational. She used to be a film teacher and she, her house was just full of crazy essential objects. And she was so fantastic and fierce and funny slightly crazy but in a good way and um, right. when she passed she left me a little bit of money so I kind of wanted to get something that represented her and reminded me of her so I decided oh. to get a taxidermy peacock which I just uh, it's fabulous and <laughs> yeah had she had more balls than any man I know so it kind of represents <laughs> her <laughs> Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, we kind of have other like bits and pieces. We love to kind of collect um, kind of like vintage Pulp Fiction novels. Oh. They The artwork on those we really love and they're kind yeah. of very like camp and kitsch. So we frame a few of those, um, oh. kind of frame them up. We have 
couple of kind of limited edition Barbie dolls, um, (laughs) which we kind of display in kind of glass um, kind of boxes. So I think it's kind of like curating these kind of collections in kind of like a kind of exhibition type way to just kind of, and it's really great because I think when you kind of collect bits and pieces, it's a really easy way to freshen up your decor. You can easily pop something into storage and bring something else out and it can kind of change the whole vibe of the room. So we kind of do that quite a lot. We've got one of the Barbies is from the Hitchcock movie, Birds. No way! You have the woman who's who's getting pecked by the bird. Yeah, yeah. She's covered Tippy in Hedron. she's covered Dang in crows. <laughs> oh, that's such a good Barbie. It's a good one, and we have Cher, and we have um, yeah, and we have um, Joan from Mad Men as well. So yeah, we have a f- no way they made a Joan. Yeah, yeah, they did a whole Mad Men collection. So yeah, we, they're oh kind of pretty big collectors' items now. So. Okay, well, and I love that you mentioned about how you display them um, in glass boxes and, and that it's this exhibition kind of feel, like, again, kind of almost going to a museum. And, and I think when you set something apart like that and put it under glass, you're saying, hey, let's think about this in a different way, you know, as opposed to it just being on somebody's bed, a, a child's bedroom, you know. Exactly. Completely, yeah. <laughs> it kind of makes it seem yeah. a bit more um, adult. Adult, yes, exactly. Right, right, right. We're sort of trying to take it seriously, but we're really not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jamie and Tom, you guys are so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on the show with me. And I am very excited to show everyone all of your work. And it will all be on the show notes page of this episode. And uh, one of these days, I'm going to get over to where you guys live, and you're going to show me everything. <laughs> you're welcome. Very, very welcome well. anytime. Thank you. Uh, thanks so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the Little Yellow Couch newsletter so you can get your hands on my foundational worksheet all about creating your own style manifesto. It'll put you in the right mindset for any project you're about to tackle in your home. You can find it at littleyellowcouch.com. Have a great weekend, and I'll be back in your earbuds next Monday. Thanks so much for listening. I know your time is valuable, and I really do appreciate you spending it with me. And please, please, please take a minute to leave a review for Slow Style Home wherever you get your podcasts. It honestly does help keep this show on the air, and your feedback is highly valuable to me. Have a great day, and I'll be back in your earbuds soon. Bye for now.